Here we are, back for another coffee break. What's so funny? <laughs> What's... <laughs> Not nothing. Let's go. <laughs> today, today we're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies. Uh, we're going to be talking about what they are, what they're used for, um, and doing a bit of a deep dive because we talk about it a lot, but we never actually gave anybody context on what we're talking about. And there's a lot of people that don't know. Uh, about cryptos and um this is going to be our first episode with a repeat guest a fan favorite jordan Woo! welcome jordan back to the podcast appreciate hey, it glad to be here friendly greetings <laughs> uh be warned jordan is on running on 25 hours of no sleep uh he's trucking Rock. along yep he has been uh, taking press of fresh air every morning. He couldn't sleep. He was so excited to, to film this episode. He's just been up. You know, I waited working. every hour. I, Roland was just never online. I was just like, damn. Please, God. Again. <laughs> please stop waiting. I've been, wait <laughs> stop I've been waiting, waiting since yesterday. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, before I forget, a uh, quick update. Our merch store is live. Uh, I went ahead and added the merch link to all the previous uh, episode descriptions. Um, so if you want your own coffee break shirt uh, or uh, a coffee break mug, look at the description and you can get your own uh, for pretty reasonable, pri reasonable price. Um, but yeah, that concludes our little intro. Um, before we get into anything else, what is everyone drinking? I actually have a new copy this time, so this is worth oh, it. Oh, mm. I uh, I'm stuck on a, a smoothie today, guys. So no coffee for me. Yeah, mm. he's on he's on like uh, mark two out of three to getting uh, you know, <laughs> getting <laughs> a slapping. Uh, Jordan, what about you? What are you drinking? I was drinking protein shake, and I just missed it. So it was pretty good chocolate flavor. Yeah. Nice. Look at these Solid. guys. Shake bros. Anti-coffee. Right. Today I have an iced coffee, but not Ooh. any iced coffee. This coffee is called, is known as the New Orleans coffee. Um, and Nicole made it. Uh, I helped grind the beans, which was very annoying because uh, I had to hand grind them. Uh, but this was essentially brewing for 12 hours overnight. Uh, on the stovetop and Ooh, on the stovetop mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh with uh chicory it was basically just in a pot you take the ground the grounds super coarse grounds you add chicory to them and uh you throw them in a pot or like a ceramic uh pot i guess and throw in water and let it steep essentially overnight but you're brewing it because you're adding heat uh for 12 hours and you get this pretty really thick coffee this, this, the actual liquid itself is, is quite thick, um, and super, it's very deep. Uh, so if you're ever interested, I forgot the actual name of the coffee brand. I'm sure it's exciting though. That's a whole process to make that. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, you find it worth it? Is it? Um, I don't really have iced coffee too much. Gargle it. <laughs> oh, you didn't save it. <laughs> let that, let that, let you got, you, you got to swish it around. You got to swish it, bro. You got to swish it around, gargle it, and then spit it back up. <laughs> oh, spit it into my spit pan like an official I, taste I tester. Prefer, I prefer iced coffee over hot coffee generally. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, Me that makes sense over... I, I've always grown up drinking hot coffee, so I just prefer it. But living in Florida, it makes sense that most people, I think, are going to prefer iced coffee. Um, iced coffee actually has more um, uh, caffeine typically so something to note um but this is good no this is this is something different um i think i would just want to try different beans next time because i feel like with this kind of method you can get a lot of neat flavors out of like a really light roast i think this was a medium to dark roast uh, that was used so i'd want to try something like with more interesting flavors like nut, nutty flavors or, or floral flavors but uh, good nonetheless, indifferent. So I never had. This where, did, where did you guys uh, pick it up from? Is, is it like something? You Nicole and Ryan picked it up in uh, California. They just got back okay. last week. So uh, why don't you try uh, baked beans? 
<laughs> you said different. I wanted to say it earlier, but but everyone kept talking, so I was like, all right, damn. Uh, I said it. Thank you. All right, I have to say okay. it. All right, thank you. That was my that, time. That, that's all right, going, guys. That, that's gonna set the trend for the entire episode. That is what we're looking at, boys, uh, boys Big and beans. girls. We're gonna be talking about something. It's like, why don't you try baked beans? <laughs> Talk about cryptos. Have you tried big beans? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so now that we have finally brought a new coffee onto the uh, uh, the show uh, after weeks, uh, I forgot the last time we brought something new on the show. Uh, we can actually dive into today's episode. So, what are cryptocurrencies? Also, this is really bright. What are cryptocurrencies? Let's hear what you guys think cryptocurrencies are. Kevin, what do you, what do you think of cryptocurrencies? What's your definition of cryptocurrency? I think my definition of it still sticks with the decentralized platforms, but a lot of the bigger coins that are that can be used to like actually buy goods and services. Okay. All right. It's so uh, pretty straightforward. It's it's a pretty broad definition, but I think in general that's kind of what I'd consider it. Consider most of them as. All right. That's good. Uh, what about good. what about you, Jordan? Um, I think it's an online digital asset that can make you stupid rich if you know how to use it properly. Okay. Uh, those are pretty. I mean, those are pretty uh, uh, decent understandings. I think. Uh, I'm gonna read the. Now I've been using Investopedia uh, for for a lot of today's content, and I found that Investopedia actually has really good synopsises of most of the um, ideas and uh, concepts that we're going to be talking about today. It's not super technical, but it does go over uh, some of the technicalities with by making it and making it digestible. So the cryptocurrency. Uh, definition by Investopedia is a cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual currency that is secured by cryptography which makes it nearly impossible to counterfeit or double spend many cryptocurrencies are decentralized networks based on blockchain technology keyword so if you're thinking cryptocurrency you should be thinking of blockchain almost every cryptocurrency revolves around a blockchain and blockchain is a very uh, interesting and new uh, technology that that has, has come uh, come out. A distributed ledger enforced by a disparate network of computers. That's actually the definition of blockchain. So, uh, would you guys agree with that definition? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, that's, yes, a, sir. <laughs> a, that's a pretty pretty you know much longer definition, but yeah, I think that I think that's uh, summarizes crypto pretty well, or at least the currency. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's a very major point. Uh, it's a virtual currency that is uh, secured by cryptography. It's extremely important that that's a distinction because you can call you know years and years ago, a couple decades ago, I say. Um, there was actually a form of digital currency that you could send through email. I don't know if you guys knew about this. Uh, you could actually send money through emails, uh, and this was this is my my uncle was actually telling me about this. It sounds like something like the king of Nigeria is requesting from you. Right? <laughs> Maybe that's where I came from. Uh, but yeah, you, you could send emails, and uh, but there was obviously it was not supported by blockchain, so there was actually. Um, security risks involved with, with, with doing stuff like this. Um, with the advent of blockchain technology, uh, someone, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, who is the... My dad. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> my dad. Wow. You he heard it here rich. first. You heard it here first. He's my dad. Wow. That, that's amazing. Where's the marble statues behind you in the mansion? Where's the mansion, bro? It's in the other side of the parking lot. I, I live in the garage. <laughs> My dad lives in the mansion. He must be living in the garage. Yeah. He's like the ashamed child right here. You, you, you can't see the Lambo from here because it's... Uh, you it's can only in see the, the trash, the trash it's in the mechanic. <laughs> so uh, the founder of, uh, of Bitcoin has actually never been truly identified, as far as I know. There have always been rumors and 
you know, gotcha headlines that are saying, oh, we found Satoshi Nakamoto, or Satoshi Nakamoto reveals himself. Until the someone can show a, a reporter the actual address that stores essentially, you know, a huge, wild amount of Bitcoin, Bitcoin that's been there since the start of Bitcoin, and this is verifiable, we won't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. But he is the founder of Bitcoin. He is a anonymous person. Um, and he made, he created uh, cryptocurrencies, essentially. Uh, or at least the biggest, the most popular crypto, uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Um, so that's cryptocurrency in a nutshell. It's just a digital currency that is supported by a blockchain. That's cryptographically secure and decentralized. Extremely important, decentralized. So what are some of the use cases of, of crypto? Why, why is this even important? Uh, what do we even need it for? Who the, who the hell cares? Why can't I just use PayPal, right? Um, well, what do you guys think? Do you know some of the uses for, for actual cryptocurrencies? Mm. I think it's I think it's really interesting the variety of, of cases that it's being used for now. I mean, like, I know, I know people are buying anything from like homes uh, to in-store products. Like you can buy things off the dark web with crypto. There's so many different uses now for um, things you can buy crypto with. Is that a sex doll behind you from the dark web? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could see that peeked out under my dark web. I, I see the dick from here. I can see the penis from here. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> um, so actually, um, Jordan, what, what do you find to be useful? And before actually we do, I ask you that, um, there's a common misconception that crypto is heavy, like the main use for cryptocurrency is a dark web. Um, while that is, there, there is a use case there, uh, studies have come out that show that it's like less than 5% of transactions taking place on, or something like that I, I forgot the exact exact number it's a very small number of transactions though um take place on, on the dark web with uh with with crypto or specifically bitcoin i think it was um but jordan what, what do you find to be useful with with crypto what can you use it for uh anything um just <laughs> he's just thinking about the sex doll <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Some blood play. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Oh, um, some. I think the peer-to-peer. -peer, I think that's really good. Being able to just, you know, buy whatever you want with it, pretty much. If you can't buy it with crypto, you literally can cash in in like two to three days, and then you get it in fiat, which is, you know, your money in your country, and just buy it with that. But I think keeping your money in crypto is like the best thing there is. It's an investment, and it's also uh, okay. Payment. But you, so yeah, it, it, you haven't really. Uh, there aren't many uses that you actually describe there. It's just you can put money in, uh, convert your fiat, and that's a good point. We didn't actually talk about that. Fiat is just another term for every a nationally supported currency, like the U.S. dollar, um, pesos, uh, anything like that. That's fiat. Uh, so. That's actually a, a perfect example of, of some of the problems with cryptocurrency right now. There isn't much you can use it for. Uh, it, it's, it's, but the use cases are growing as adoption, mm -hmm. as adoption takes place, right? Yeah. Um, I, know I mean, I think, I think that's not, sorry to interrupt. I think that's the biggest thing right now is it's hard for the, well, it's a lot easier nowadays than before, but I think mass adoption is still, you know, getting, it's getting more and more prevalent. I mean, we're seeing, what is it like, like um, El Salvador, you know, is it like fully adopted Bitcoin? Oh yeah, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I saw that. I, the lady with the cart saying she accepts Bitcoin as an Ethereum as a form of payment. Actually in the Philippines, people are taking SOP as a form of payment to buy motorcycles, food. Really? Houses. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, wow. and for oh, yeah, awesome. something we're gonna SLP, be covering later, bro. Uh, SLP stands for Smooth Love Potion, uh, which is actually a <laughs> cryptocurrency Rock. from a game from a game uh, called Axie Infinity. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. That's just Jordan's expertise, um, but 
that's a great example. And El Salvador, I forgot about El Salvador. They they recently came out to support Bitcoin as their national currency, which is insane. Um, but no, that's that's a perfect point. Um, as adoption continues, you'll be able to spend spend your your cryptocurrencies on stuff and actually make it a or a valuable and valid currency. Tesla is a great example. Tesla was for a long time accepting Bitcoin as a payment for uh, for a Tesla. Then they stopped for a little while, and then I think they are now supporting it again alongside Dogecoin. Thanks, Elon. Um, Dogecoin hard shill. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Hard shell on Dogecoin. So, hopefully, we covered enough about crypto to give you a vague, uh, a somewhat baseline understanding of what crypto is um, and what it can be used for. Uh, I actually, a great example, I actually, it's not a great example because I didn't technically buy my, my car with crypto. But I did earn enough money, as Jordan was saying, by investing early on. And really, it shouldn't be called an investment. You don't really invest in uh, currencies. It's kind of weird. Um, but I essentially invested my money into a crypto early on. Uh, Kevin and I were, you know, putting money in certain little places mm. with, our, with our little bits of money that we had laying around. And uh, mm. sometimes they popped off. Most of Kevin's didn't. No, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we were what what is it the the pioneers the pioneers. Yeah, the pioneers um, this was in 2017, and uh, one you know it, it did pretty well. Um, and I was able to buy a used car, not nothing crazy, $2,500 worth. Um, but that was a proud achievement of mine. I was like, oh wow, crypto is valid enough that I could get a real world asset out of it. Um. So that was pretty. That was a pretty big thing. So crypto is not uh, not a joke. It's a real thing, and it's it's gonna be around for a long time. Um, but do you guys? I mean, do you guys have any stories like that? Ah, yeah. uh, I haven't. I don't know if I've bought anything in real life, particularly with it. I mean, I've most most of my assets I've held on to. And just kind of grown and grown for a while but i mean of course you know when you see like different you know amounts in your account that you know just shows that it's getting bigger and bigger every year i mean it's it's really hard to just you know not want to pull out and take profits and and you know be able to upgrade real life right yeah mm -hmm. absolutely Correct. um yeah you know i'm thinking back on a conversation i had with robin uh, my brother about crypto when he was just thinking about starting to put money into it and we were talking about it and he's like you know it's funny because you you people constantly are comparing bitcoin's worth or crypto was worth uh to fiat to usd until that disappears cryptocurrency is always going to be looked at as an investment and not an actual currency and I was like, that's, you know, that's a fair point. That's actually point. until until Bitcoin actually is established as Bitcoin is worth a Bitcoin. You know, we mm -hmm. don't say the U.S. dollar is worth uh, X amount of Bitcoin. We say Bitcoin is worth U.S. like X amount of U.S. dollars. Um, so until the dynamic shifts, it's going to be hard to convince people to not look at cryptocurrency necessarily as an investment, but more as a currency that you can actually use. Um, but I want to actually uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about Ethereum and Bitcoin and differences between the two. And this is actually gets into a really interesting topic. Uh, do you guys know what the difference between Ethereum and, and, and Bitcoin are? Um, Bitcoin, you cannot do smart contracts. Ethereum, you can do smart contracts. B Bitcoin is like gold. Ethereum is more of like a like a high-tech silver bitcoin is king sorry no that's that's actually perfect yeah you're absolutely right that's exactly correct uh holy shit i'm right okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> let me call my mom let her know. i'm impressed man 20 we're almost on 26 hours of no sleep and uh <laughs> yeah. you're able to pull that out of your ass that, that that's actually very good yeah no that's actually absolutely correct um bitcoin is a true cryptocurrency uh, it is uh, a finite supply 
Um, it is, uh, you know, a proof of work concept where uh, it's mineable. There's no smart contracts like you're saying. It's like, it, it's a true currency. It, uh, it serves one purpose, realistically. Ethereum is, like you said, almost like a technology company. It's, it's a high tech and uh, platform for enforcement of smart contracts. Um, and a smart contract, this is where it gets a little technical. A smart contract are small pieces of code that exist on the blockchain. That thing we were talking about before that is completely decentralized, peer-to-peer, -peer, and uh, uh, encrypted. Well, actually not encrypted, it's hashed, but anyway. Um, so these smart contracts will actually execute uh, terms and uh, when certain criteria, criteria are met. Um, so that, that is the main platform of Ethereum. So I'm actually going to read this real quick um, from the same, same website. I think I had it. Maybe I didn't. Investopedia.com. Yeah, Investopedia.com. But I had a, I had a something up that was that showed the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Damn it. Anyway, was that your understanding of uh, Ethereum, by the way, uh, Kevin? Pretty much. I mean, <clears throat> I think the one of the major differences, like how a lot of people nowadays view Ethereum versus Bitcoin, mm -hmm. not only with the with the you know the smart contracts branching off and opening a lot of new possibilities, but with the different supply amounts. I mean, people really do view Bitcoin as something they can hold on to for like you know time and time, like just oh just for you know forever really, and expect it to grow like um, you know over the years, but not. I don't know if people necessarily think of people of using Bitcoin as like going into a store and uh, being able to do something like that and be able to buy like a soda or something. But right. Ethereum, I think a lot more people has that have access to in terms of price and the amount, of the supply. So, do you bring your mic a little closer, by the way? <clears throat> yeah, I um. But overall, what I think what Jordan said covers like a. Uh, you know, it was a pretty fair point about, you know, one being compared to gold and the other being silver. I think that's, you know, that shines, that shines true. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read this real quick from, from Investopedia. Uh, more importantly, though, the Bitcoin and Ethereum networks are different with respect to their overall aims. While Bitcoin was created as an alternative to national currencies, uh, like El Salvador, and thus aspired to be a medium of exchange and a store of value, Ethereum was intended as a platform to facilitate the immutable programmatic contracts, those smart contracts that we're talking about, and applications via its own currency, which is called Ether. Um, so a lot of people compare Ethereum and Bitcoin, but they're fundamentally different technology, different completely. Um, and as a result, Ethereum actually has a lot more use cases. Uh, one of them being NFTs or non-fungible tokens which have exploded in popularity in the last year uh, and uh, gained traction, uh, mainstream attra uh, attraction through news articles, news coverage, everything. And it's kind of interesting how it actually all blew up out of nowhere. You guys know? It's, yeah, it's really come to it's really come to life in this like last year too. It's back in 2017, we there was no talk of any NFTs back then. There was nobody really on that side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I mean, Jordan, did you even know what NFTs were a year a year ago? Uh, a year ago, no, I have no idea. But For I get, I guess they've been around since like 2014 or so, right? Like they've been around yeah. a little a while now. Right? Yeah, they've been around yeah. for a long time. Um. They've been around for a while, pretty much since I think since uh, not since Ethereum has been created, but I think shortly after Ethereum is created, they they started supporting NFTs and an NFT um, is just a way of providing a digital asset that is not fungible. And while that sounds like stupid, like yeah, Roland, you just call it a non-fungible token. Obviously, that that is what that means let me give you the definition of fungible so usd uh, bitcoin ether those are all fungible assets 
and fungible means that you can convert directly convert it into another asset. It, it you know so USD uh, you can convert to another national currency without a problem because there's a direct um, exchange exchange rate there. An NFT, a non-fungible token, is something like your couch. Yeah. Right. You can't really directly convert it into another currency. You could sell it, and it will be dictated by market price. Uh, but there's no like, oh yeah, that couch is twenty four hundred sixty eight dollars and seventy six cents. Like, no. A digital couch. A digital couch. A digital no, couch. but that that is a fun a non fungible uh, item asset. Your couch. Your uh, mic. My computer. Any, anything like that. Anything physical like that. You can't directly convert it into a currency. I think Ooh. the I think one of the biggest ones too nowadays is is just art, right? Art is grown massively in the nft space yeah we're actually just about to get into that um yeah. so nfts are i'll just read the definition right now nfts are tokens that we can use to represent ownership of unique items that us tokenize things like art collectibles even real estate so actually like kevin just said yeah you can you can make an nft out of anything but it's um, primarily used for digital assets it's the same way as having a certification of authenticity for the uh, for a Van Gogh painting at a museum, an NFT serves the same purpose as a cert certification of uh, or certificate of authenticity for your wallpaper on your desktop. <laughs> so it's it's just a new way of providing proof that you own something, that you have the original. And yeah, you can take a screenshot, you can take a video of it, but you don't actually own it. So damn, of, Kevin. That hits hard. <laughs> that hits hard. <laughs> Shout out to all your exes. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, that is the rundown of what an NFT is, and uh, there's a lot of skepticism on the use cases of, of NFTs and the uh, environmental impacts of NFTs and and all that stuff. Um, and we can talk about that for a little bit. But uh, NFTs are a, they don't have a like technological impact, I guess. It's not like, you know, Ethereum smart contracts, um, but they provide a, a big service of being able to trade digital assets with. Well, I know, I know all of us uh, own NFTs. Oh yeah, you guys do. True, true. We're gonna get into that a little bit. Um, it goes actually. We're all. This is all leading up to the end uh, <laughs> for our, our our marketing scheme. That's what this pro this episode sold. is all about. Uh, <laughs> Here's my referral yeah. code. No, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll actually be my referral code. <laughs> yeah, of course, naturally. Uh, but um, so NFTs just serve a great purpose to being able to trade digital assets like art uh, and actually. A great use is video games. You can actually trade in-game uh, assets. So the the sword that you've been trying to get for uh, for I don't know six months by killing the same boss over and over again. Imagine if you're able to take that sword and sell it for a um, essentially for a cryptocurrency and transfer that. To a, either either a, another game or uh, certify that someone else can own it. That's the power of an NFT. Um, it allows a lot of crazy things to happen that we haven't really explored yet, but we're just getting into recently. Um, do you guys have anything else to add on top of NFTs before we, we switch topics um, here? I think NFTs are big on like people who are passionate about collecting yeah uh, especially if if you know like we said a game if you're passionate about the game you really love the game you want to collect things from the game that's rare that's hard to find not everyone owns you know i think that's you you hold like a higher standing in the game you know yeah i i imagine it to be like you know that's i think that's a really good way to put it and i i imagine it to be you know all the uh, all the people in real life that you know collect stamps or, or artwork or, or you know whatever it might be 
it's just that but digitally you know to put it simply and i think that's why so many people you know have realized this and it's gone so big in the last year yeah absolutely um and as it's getting bigger actually uh concern environmental concerns have come out like we were like i was just talking about in terms of the amount of power and use to to transact these nfts and even create the nfts um news articles are coming out like oh nfts are are going to cause uh the end of the world with their global warming uh and <laughs> and it's a little silly realistically because um it's not true uh the, yeah, it does have an environmental impact. Can't debate that. But the idea that uh, NFTs and, and even cryptocurrencies in general are committing uh, committing more to global warming than giant corporations like uh, like Nestle. Uh, get the fuck get the fuck out of here. Uh, it's just stupid. It's just a stupid argument. But the point is, it, there is a there is a problem currently going on with cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, for example, and, and Ethereum uh, do contribute to uh, global warming and have an environmental impact. Do you guys know why? No, our our consumption, right? Yeah, and uh, do you know why it's why it consumes so much power though? Because I mean, uh, I... they have to work twice, three times as hard. I'm assuming just to mine those coins. Okay. Yeah, I imagine the piece like, you know, all these rigs that are set up all over the world to, to mine the, you know, mine cryptocurrency just uses an enormous amount of power to, to really, you know, power these whole entire setups, really. Yeah. And and um, that kind of gives a great, great uh, segue into into what we're talking about. What What is mining? What, what is even how do we the hell is mining cryptocurrency where you actually pull out a pickaxe and start slamming your computer Uh, i wish dude mining is actually uh, a term used to describe uh the the process in which computers try to uh create or get rewarded essentially a a certain crypto so for bitcoin computers um will essentially guess guess the answer to in a very difficult math problem they're constantly guessing thousands and thousands and thousands of times second uh to try to answer this problem first person who actually answers it gets awarded a certain number of bitcoin i forgot how much right now it is it's like um 20 16 I, don't, I forgot exactly the exact number as it is right now and it, get, and it gets it gets smaller it gets yeah every housing yeah yep it gets smaller over time but you get awarded a certain number of of uh crypto when you guess the correct answer that obviously takes a lot of computing power because you the faster you can guess the more of a chance you have at getting the right answer so people all over the world they buy up these super power hungry graphics cards super power hungry uh computer equipment and uh set those to uh to mine for all eternity until the until their uh equipment busts mm-hmm. that's contributing a lot to global warming and uh not really but it's contributing a lot to the power <laughs> consumption of of uh bitcoin and and stuff uh and cryptocurrencies in general um that is a major problem as a, except in china except in china yeah china, china's been cracking down on, on crypto pretty heavily yeah yeah um, they got rid of the binding yeah pretty much and they've they've announced it as a currency uh, all together um so yeah that that is that is a problem and that is the problem with the proof of work concept um uh, and that is the 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 concept that bitcoin employs and, and ethereum currently and most cryptocurrencies actually but there is a solution on the horizon, at least for Ethereum and some other cryptos. Um, you guys know what that is? No, I, I didn't realize there was a solution to the yeah. problem so far. So there's an upgrade to the Ethereum network that is being developed right now called the proof of stake concept. Mm. Uh, okay. and, and rather than using a the proof of work concept, which you know requires these uh, these computers to guess and use a lot of power, and then you have to have a lot of serious equipment to actually participate in the network, um, the the proof of stake concept actually uses doesn't use any of that. Uh, it totally eliminates the need for all of that super crazy computer equipment and the crazy power consumption that comes with it. Uh, instead, they 
de uh, determine your chance at being able to uh, validate and, and mine uh, the network uh, based off how many how much of that crypto you actually currently have. So for example, uh, you stake a certain amount of Ethereum for this for this upgrade. We're going to be talking about Ethereum. Uh, you stake a certain number of Ethereum on the network, which certifies you to a certain percentage chance to successfully mine more Ethereum. Uh, no use of uh, equipment, no guesses, nothing like that. It's just you. It's a random chance. You get there's a percentage. The chance goes up the more Ethereum you have, um, and that completely eliminates the problem. What do you guys think of that? Any thoughts? Hmm. Uh, how much to stake? Thirty-two Ethereum. Um, I think it is sixteen. Is it sixteen? Something like 32. that. You might be right. It might be thirty-two. Um, why is that? Is that is it a deal killer for you? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you that there are um, mining uh, mining pools? So they can still stake however much Ethereum you have. You just insert it into a pool that then uh, collects all the Ethereum to get the 32 minimum or whatever X minimum. And then that is used to stake on the actual network. And you get a percentage of whatever they get awarded. So it's split between everyone that's, that's in that yeah, pool. Yeah, exactly. But it's split, you know, according to how much you stake. Mm, that's pretty good. What about you? Thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, what about you, Kevin? What do you think of Proof of Stake? I mean, it's something that I've definitely, like, thought about over the last year. It's, like, I'm still, like, trying to debate if it's, like, something that makes sense for me because it's not just Ethereum that you can stake with, right? There's a lot of other coins that are now built off the Ethereum network that uh, you can stake with as well, right? Uh, so... Not in the same way. Uh, so none of the coins on the Ethereum network actually work off of proof of stake for the best of my knowledge. You can stake them on their on their website or like their internal network for you know like that APR or whatever. Um, but most so, so so the staking you're talking about is just for Ethereum itself. Like just that yeah. that's what it sounds like. Okay. Yes, yes. This is staking the actual ether um, mm -hmm. to and then actually mine. It, it, it's it's a new way of mining uh, ether to begin with, um, so that whatever staking you might be thinking of doesn't really apply here. Okay, yeah, that's something I, I think I I don't know enough about. Then that's something I'd have to look into a bit more. Yeah, it's I definitely don't have enough um, Ethereum to fucking <laughs> <laughs> to get in on uh, my own stake, but yeah, and three dollars. That's it. Take it or leave it. Um, something I, I was just talking about with Vinny actually uh, the other night was because he was trying to learn about crypto and he brought up a great point about Bitcoin and he's like, Roland, um, what if like in you know however many years, yeah, when one of the halvings occur or more and more halvings occur or the last Bitcoin is mined, what's gonna happen to the network? No one's gonna want to mine anymore. I'm like, yeah, Bitcoin's probably gonna die then if they don't do anything about it, if they don't make an upgrade. Because there's no miners, there's no one validating the network, there's no no work being done, then the network dies just like that. Um, and yeah. and that, it's a great point and a great question. And um, but this 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 uh, this point, I think, I I think if they they based on it like current technology or like the the advancements we have going on it wouldn't be possible to mine the last bitcoin for another like hundred or so years yeah like, it would yeah. be dead yeah it out of be, our lifetime it, it's not even a problem for me <laughs> that doesn't take into yeah. account quantum computers though um if quantum computers uh become more feasible and actually are, is ever used to on the network the bitcoin network uh that computer be so powerful that it can actually unravel the entire network and decrypt the uh, entire hashing uh, or the hashed blockchain. So it certainly could be a problem in, in the sooner uh, future than, than most people anticipate, uh, depending on technological advancements. But proof of stake, proof of stake actually addresses this problem um, because the mining never has to stop because A, um, 
your the mining that occurs uh well i guess for bitcoin it's a little different bitcoin would have to adopt something a little bit different but also another problem with as miners get drop out of the network and more miner there's like fewer and fewer and fewer miners it becomes a lot easier for an attack to be done on the network uh I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna stop right there. I'm getting. I'm getting way too technical. I. I, I get. I get deeper, a little deeper and deeper into the yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah, I need hole. to stop myself. It's I'm a like, lot. There's, there's so there's much. I encourage anyone yeah. who might be interested in learning the about proof of stake, some of the benefits uh, and stuff like that. Just to honestly, you can go on the Ethereum website and and read all about it. Um, but I'm gonna stop there because it's great. Yeah, hey, I'm just gonna. It's, keep, great. it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's very proof cool. Proof of stake is great. Yeah. Very interesting technology. So. Let's get into Jordan's expertise, okay? Mm. I want to hear about now. We were talking about NFTs, uh, non-fungible tokens, and how they can be used. And we said, yeah, you can use them for for Bobo. Bobo gets mad when you mention NFTs. Uh, you can actually use them for games. Tell us about what you're what you've been doing, Jordan. So I. Um... I recently, well, actually, July, the beginning of July, um, I was uh, scrolling through Facebook. I saw a post about this game. I Googled it. It was called Axie Infinity. I posted on Facebook, Axie Infinity, legit question mark. A lot of people commented, yes, it's legit. So I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever, fuck it. So I looked into it. It took me a day and it it's a cryptocurrency based game. It's an NFT um it's like gotcha game it's a it's like slay the spire but without the um roguelike and i compare the, it to neopets neopets yeah so very different I, yeah so <laughs> i kept looking into the game and i decided to go all in on the second day after i i started playing and i took all my crypto out and just put it in the game so this game is it's um so you have three little pets and it, three is minimum you need to have three and you play the game by uh doing adventure mode and arena and you get rewarded with slp on your daily quest um the the minimum slp back then last month was 150 they cut it down to 75 slp to um to uh for the for the longevity of the game so it's a healthy future for the game let me stop you right there before we get into the specifics let's just go over what you just said uh axie infinity is a crypto based game in which you can uh play the game and get awarded slp tokens which can be converted to to real life money uh, fiat usd exactly. whatever you use um mm -hmm. and the actual creatures that you buy called axes right uh, yeah they are nfts yes they are nfts yes pretty cool you breed them as soon as you breed them it registers as an nft and yeah you can sell them you can buy more it's up to you so i um they 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 have this thing implemented in a game called manager scholar system where if you're a manager and you want people all over the world or your friends or family to play the game and earn SLP, you can give them, lend them your axes and they play for you and they can give you a portion. You get a cut and they get a cut and everyone is happy. And you can do this with 1,000, 3,000, 4,000 scholars if you want to. So how much, what's the barrier of entry like to actually uh, play the game? Because you have to have um, axes to play for the arena and PVE mode, right? Um, yes. How much does each axe cost on average? So um, it varies depending on on the price to breed, how much SLP it costs, how good the axes are. What's the minimum? Are. Minimum right now would be if you want like just axes to get, you know, just just to play the game, not doing PVP, just pure adventure mode pvp it would suck it would they're called floor axes mm -hmm. because they're bottom of the barrel they, they, their yeah. cards suck give me the dog shit i want to hear about the dog shit the dog shit one <laughs> yeah. if you look right now you you can get from 215 dollars 
or some one time I saw an eighty dollar one. If but, you get lucky, you can get one. You might be able to scoop one up for eighty bucks. That's oh, still yeah. a significant, significant amount of money for a lot of people. Um, and you have to get three of them to even play the game, right? Three of them to play the game. Yes, right. Correct. So, um. Jordan was just talking about a system in which you can actually allow someone who can't afford to actually play the game to play the game on on your behalf, right? Uh, and that's the scholarship management system that you're talking about where, let's say, you know, old Joe doesn't have that kind of money to spend right now, but he wants to play the game. You can lend them your, you can lend old Joe your three axes and he can play the game just fine, but you get a cut of whatever he makes from the game. Correct. Okay. And is that are the prices of the axes determined at all by the company that made the uh, the game, or is it determined no. just by other players? It's the, determined by players. You put in the price that you want people to pay. Um, sometimes I, I've sold axes to where sometimes the, the same day they sold, and there, there there's been axes where it's been a week and they haven't sold, so I changed the price. I lower them a little bit and then they sell right away. It's just, it's, it depends on the meta. That That's also another thing, you know, if, if you have good axes and the meta is that axe, it, it goes up in price. If the meta changes, your axe gets nerfed or they, they implement updates that nerfs that axe, then the price may go down. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. So one concern, I guess, is that the price can be influenced by the company in, in, in different ways. They won't outright set a price for an Axie or uh, uh, for anything like that, but changes to the game itself can influence the price and changes to the reward system, like you were talking about earlier, how they halved the amount of rewards you get from the game could change the, the price of the token or, or mm -hmm. just how much, how viable it is to even play the game for, uh, for people. Um, so that, that's one thing to take into account. But what an interesting concept. Uh, basically, Neopets on crack. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, Neopets on crack. It, it was actually just supposed to be just um, back in 20... I believe it was 2018 or 2017 when they made the game. It was supposed to be just breeding. You mm. just have these little pets and you just breed them. You, you pet them, I guess. And then they, <laughs> they slowly implemented uh, adventure mode. And then well, PvP mode came out, and then, and it was just like, I'm sure the people up. that have uh, that have been breeding them since 2018 are probably doing super well for themselves. Oh, like, e extremely well. I saw an account with like 5,000 axes in it, and the the guy just breeds them. So I'm I'm assuming he's well off. When when AXS was priced at 40 cents back in the beginning of the uh, year, yeah. Now it's at 70 something dollars. Pretty significant. Yeah, that's huge. Breeding that, and I mean, SLP was only priced that. It was so low. People were saying it was like, like one cent at one point, and um, people weren't really interested, you know, in making such small gains. And then when it blew up, that's when Axie Infinity just took skyrocketed. Off. Yeah, took yeah. off everything. Just like, wow. I heard it's super, super popular, and not just from you. I've also heard about it from other news articles. Super popular in the Philippines, uh, Axie oh, yeah. Infinity. They actually even have Axie Infinity commercials, uh, which is insane to me. Um, obviously, you yeah. know about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the documentary. It was some guy from my... Oh, there's actually, a documentary. It, it, it was a small little documentary where it was a guy in... in um, and actually my province he he was playing this game he got he got enticed by the nft crypto and he started playing and he asked his neighbors his neighbors uh and his family and friends he's like hey you want to play this game for me uh, i'll give you a cut uh, and then from then on it was like the whole fucking village is under him and he's a manager and he's definitely well off you know making a lot of money just just manager scholar relationship you're you essentially work full-time now on you don't actually work on the axie infinity game but you work in establishing a team to play the game right yes me me personally yes i started um last month uh i played for three days 
just to get the gist of the game, get the get the meta, how to play the game, and just Googled everything I could. I didn't really ask anyone around me because I'd rather learn it myself. Mm -hmm. And Filipinos suck with explaining and all that <laughs> that that stuff. So it's like I just absorbed everything I could, and then like I said, I cashed everything, all my crypto out to put it in Axie Infinity, and I got I got about. 15 scholars on my first month and that 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 was well it, it was a lot of money but I, I also had to save money because we were moving right and and right now i'm at 22 scholars on my second month so it, it it's 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 really good money and it's growing yeah. and, and these yeah, are 22 um, people you a scholars like you said the scholar is, is someone who's just playing the game with your axes you have 22 people that you're managing that is just playing the game yeah exactly and if you actually do it correctly you don't even have to touch the game you just have to look at the numbers and i that's what i did i made i made sure everything was set up to the point where i just i'm updated you know i play league all day kevin knows this <laughs> <laughs> go to hard stock um yeah that, that's that's all i do i made sure everything is good um of course i keep up with the updates my brother is also in it he actually has about 18 scholars right now and i told him oh. about it he, he, yeah wow i told him about it and this guy was like i'm fucking all in i'll cash everything out right now and i'll play the game is he so, now is he managing them himself yeah he has his own team or is he working with you and uh you're helping him manage his team He's in my guild, and he's like you guys. Ah, yes. Uh, he's no, like, no, you no, guys. no, don't tell anyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Before I forget to mention. So, since Axie Infinity is an NFT, and you know, there's there there are rare and mythic axes where there's only a limited amount that you can have, and if you have these axes, the actually the co the co-founder of Axie Infinity will follow you personally on Twitter wow. and you will have your own personal um, role on their Discord server saying you're a mystic owner. That's cool. That, that's neat. That's always fun. Yeah. Little yeah. perks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So just... So just you, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to ask, so like, okay, if you, so this is, is this only if you breed one of the, of these special axes or is this, if you, if you sell it, does the, the ownership of all that transfer over to somebody else? Um, if you sell it, the ownership will transfer to someone else and then you'll prove it by, you know, sending your Ronin address with your name on it. Hey, this is my axe now. And then you get, you can't really, um, breeding it is kind of hard because you need two mystic axes with the same trait. Breeding is a little bit complicated. There's a dominant trait recessive one recessive two you need a certain percent so that it pops up on the you know the the offspring right right, right. so so yeah it's um a token mystic axes are expensive i, I can't saw. even we're talking about yeah. hundreds and thousands of dollars millions there's a wow. 25 million dollar axie yes Jesus. that's there since there's six six parts of an axie mm -hmm. one of those parts can be a mystic two of those parts can be a mystic if you have, I saw four parts that's a mystic. I think that's the one that's 25 millions. So if Jeez. you get an XP with six parts that's that's mystic, I mean, you, you don't, you can probably buy a fucking $200 million yeah. yacht if you wanted. And to, have some leftover? Want. Have some yeah, kids? Yeah, you can have some leftover. Wow. So just full disclosure, uh, first of all, we don't get any, we, we don't, we don't, there's no ad or anything. We're just talking about it because it's interesting. Um, but at the same time, Kevin and I also have dipped our toes in this Axie Infinity business a little bit, uh, just in this last week or so. Uh, Jordan has um, helped us out in that regard because it's an interesting concept. Um, Absolutely. And so my referral code is going to pop up on the snow screen. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> there's no referral codes. There's nothing like that. Uh, it's it's genuinely just a, just a video game. Um, so as you know, we like talking about video games here. And I thought it's a super interesting crossover between a video game and crypto. And I think it's yeah. I think it's amazing how far you've taken this, Jordan. I think it's extremely impressive because I, I remember you met. I remember you a month ago or a couple months ago messaging me on discord hey Rowan, can you take a look into this real quick and see if it's actually legitimate 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm reading through everything. I'm like, yeah, it looks okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it looks all right. Yeah, I just it's needed a... your green light to be honest. I was just like, yes, okay. Yes. I don't, I don't know if we mentioned this before. Did, did you, did, uh, did you mention this earlier? Who actually sponsors the game, Roland? Yeah, no, I didn't. Go ahead. I, I just uh, like you know, I, I, one of the biggest concerns I had, like you know, when you first hear something like this, is you know, who's backing the game? Like, what, what's? Is like, this legit? You know? Yeah, yeah, is this yeah. legit, right? Is this another big connect? Yeah, are they yeah. just gonna take my Ethereum and run away? Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you know, come to find out that uh, you know, Samsung and Ubisoft actually have partnerships with, uh, with um, Axie. With Axie Infinity. The, yeah, COO of um, Hunted Thieves is also in it. Uh, Mark Cuban is also in it. And so, um, a lot of big I believe names. COO of Reddit. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. a lot of... I mean, as soon as I found that, I knew I could stop actually reading reading about Axie Infinity because I'm like, if Samsung has their name anywhere near this stuff, they had a team to look at this shit. Uh, more, yeah, way more exactly. than I could look at it, right? Uh, so... If that uh, convinces anyone to look into Axie Infinity further, it did for me um, when I saw Samsung and Ubisoft being attached, uh, having their names near this. I was like, oh, you know, maybe this is actually something cool. Um, anyway, thank you, Jordan, by the way, for for telling us about your your new uh, hey, you're welcome. New job. I want I want all my friends to know. I I, I, t I try to tell everyone, you know, all my close friends, hey, man, you should check this out. I know you're struggling paycheck pay to paycheck. <laughs> not YouTube, not YouTube. But, but you know, I, I, I tell some people, but it's some people it's just like, nah, I'd rather work nine to five. But OK, I, you know, I respect that. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. That, yeah. And, um, you know, it is. It, there's a lot. It's a big, pretty big hump to get over when it comes into to taking this kind of stuff seriously, because there's so many other scams on the internet, so many uh, mm -hmm. cryptocurrency scams specifically. Uh, I cannot tell you how many people have tried to get me into all these sh colloquially known <laughs> as shit coins. Uh, shit. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Sheep coin to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's insane how many uh, you know projects can just pop up and gain such a big social media tr uh, traction to make it seem legitimate but it actually seems pretty serious and um you know if i know something crazy happened actually the other day where we completely unrelated to you we found out someone in our uh, old wow guild uh was doing the same exact thing literally wow. the same exact thing and at almost at the same stage as you um and i was for me and Kevin, when we found out about that, and I was like, wow. "That's crazy!" Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a sign. It's like, okay, I think it was a, a sign for Kevin. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, uh, I think I, I mean, just in the last few weeks alone, I've had so many people just you know show interest or talk about it to me that like I would just never expect, and it's just shown so much. Like, you know, the game's just growing like more, like exponentially, really. And uh, I'm excited for that, you know. It's and I think it's not. It's you know part of the reason I got into it. It's an opportunity I wanted to be on board with. Yeah, and it's it's completely like it's almost hands off if you don't want to play. I mean, for people who want to play, you can actually pay your rent just by playing the game for the whole month, you know. And I've calculated that. I made sure the numbers are right, and you can still pay your rent. Granted, it, you probably have to play a decent amount, at least you know, four to five hours a day, right? To, to do something no, like that? No, so um, actually this is a common misconception when people, when um, when uh, applicants are sending their resumes to me and I get fucking millions. I get people who bother me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Really, wow. Uh, it's nonstop, it's like, damn, am I fucking James Bond? Who <laughs> like, bro, I'm not, I'm not, it's not that serious, but I guess to them it's like it a is way a big to deal get out for, of, yeah. yeah, to get out of poverty, but it's, um, it, it should be a smart process when you're taking in applicants because you want them to be knowledgeable, be able to do their own research, you know, know things about the game. Um, it, it's a simple YouTube, you know, YouTube video. Just actually just just watch a couple YouTube videos. Actually, I'll go off on a little tangent. They're actually going to implement um, uh, an account, actually, which is you can play the game, but you cannot earn money. 
it's to give people experience of playing the game. That's Which cool. I, That's a smart I think idea. It's, I like yeah, that. it's a like really that. good idea. That's and, a good um, idea. So I, I think that that will help the community in terms of experience. Because I want to try, I actually do want to try playing. I haven't played the game yet. I have three axes uh, that I have someone using to play the game. I actually wanted to try playing the game. I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy three more axes to play the game. Um, that's actually really neat. I did not know that they're gonna if they implement something like that. I think that's a great. Yeah, that's yeah. That they're uh, they're implementing that. They're implementing an actual in exchange in the Ronin. We didn't talk about wallet. lands. We didn't talk about the lands for axes. Uh, the okay, okay. The land thing. I actually I, the one point I was gonna bring up about the land is you know. Well, let's let's explain what it is first. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So. Uh, with all this information, Axie Infinity, you know, it's a whole universe of little pets and stuff. And I, like I said, I compare it to Neopets because it's trying to be Neopets, essentially. And with the addition of lands, it can actually achieve that. So right now, Axie, you can only PvP, you can do battles between Axies, um, or you can fight the computer, essentially, and go through like a little campaign mode. Um, those are the only two things you can do. What they're implementing soon is being able to create or buy land in a in a little uh, digital universe, and then establish right mini games for your axes in the mm -hmm. land itself. That is actually pretty fucking cool. I loved that Neopets cool. growing up. Yeah. I can just imagine. There's so many possibilities with that, and possibilities of the economy just blowing Booming. up yeah it's gonna boom because um they, they also uh they're hiring uh one of the i believe the developers in clash of clans oh, if you wow. guys ever play yeah, yeah and yeah. They, they i believe they're they're gonna implement something like that in the game and i i can't wait to be honest the land gameplay the the items and then if they put little like you know how world of warcraft used to be frozen throne you guys ever played those those little custom games he would know more play. about that than I do. You guys ever played those? It's I, don't like know about I don't know about Frozen Throne. I'm not sure I know what that you is. Ever, you ever played those custom games where you, you, mm. you play uh, the tower defense? Uh, Warcraft, yeah, 3. Yeah, Warcraft, Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3. Yeah. Okay, Warcraft well, 3. Oh, my bad. Now we're, yeah, 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 but yeah, the, the, those games, I love those tower defenses. Yeah. I, I, think, I think someone will, will make something like that. Absolutely. Gonna They're gonna, it's going to become, uh, you know, kind of like Roblox. Yeah, uh, exactly. Know, in terms of being able to community content, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah, Kevin, what, really what do cool. you want to say about lands? Well, I, I thought I thought it was interesting. I actually had a friend of mine. Um, he was interested in Axie. I was talking with him the other night about you know get, uh, getting him into the game and stuff like that. And he was more interested in the land concept. And he he brought up a good point to me that imagine instead of like you know buying real estate in real life right now, you're buying real estate. You know, you're buying digital real estate in the game. And I looked at the prices earlier, um, just to get in, because I, I just to get into some land that you can buy now. I think the cheapest plot is about twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand, correct. And that's um, so. How the land is? There is. Um, let's see, marketplace. But the land so, isn't all released yet, from my understanding. It sounds like that, yeah. Still, I believe like, there's three. There's three uh, pre-sales. So there's Savannah, Forest, Arctic, Mystic, Genesis. Those are the land types. Right. And the closer you are to the middle, which is Genesis, the closer you are to. Um, they said majority of the action and the um, the resources, which is what you want because your axie, you can send your axie to collect resources that you can sell or whatever you want money or just in-game assets and I, th I think that's great honestly yeah. a lot of interesting concepts with this game um and a lot it looks like there's a lot on the horizon especially with the growth of popularity uh, that it's had so hopefully it keeps it keeps trucking on and hopefully the devs don't sleep on it and they you know kick it into high gear make sure this content comes out a lot of game developers cryptocurrency involved or not fall prey to waiting too long and taking too much time to release updates so um hopefully they they uh they don't suffer from that and they tackle tackle the uh, challenges ahead 
Oh um, yeah, they they're, they're releasing um, esports already. I they're saw that. They're multiple, having yeah, esports yeah. for Neopets. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. That that's that's insane. If you're all, if anyone who's listening is interested in this at all, leave a comment down below. Jordan's gonna check every single comment. He already agreed okay. to it before this. He's oh, on yeah. 20, 26 hours of no sleep. He's fine. <laughs> uh, but he, I know for a fact, he'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Uh, uh, yeah, he loves I, talking I, about I, this. Yeah, I love. I love it so much. It, um, it's it's a it's an amazing opportunity to be part of it. It's it's great. It's a great game. If you're curious at all for yourself, it's called Axie Infinity. Uh, you can look it up on their website and uh, learn more about it on YouTube and, and, and whatnot. But that's uh, I think we'll end the episode there. Um, thanks again, Jordan, for our first time second we guest. didn't talk about the items sorry to cut you off but oh the yeah. items okay uh yeah go ahead C- quick synopsis of the item i think it's similar to the land in, in that essence but um go ahead yeah talk, talk about the items real quick all right so there's items in the axie infinity marketplace that you can put in the land and those items can give your axie axies buffs and they're actual that they're, they're cool looking items like swords and, and stuff and the swords and, yes yeah. and um there, there, there's like attack speed buff resource buff and there's a there's an enemy called Chimera, which it, your axes will fight, and and you give your axes buffs so that you know they get a better chance at killing the Chimera and possibly getting more resources. Can items be dropped from like the PVE content? Hopefully, I anything? doubt it. Items are so expensive. I don't think it will be, but maybe in the future. Maybe, yeah. Cool concepts. It sounds like a bunch of different little variables that will add to the economy. Um, hopefully they keep it balanced, uh, but honestly, it is, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Um, regardless, we got to wrap it up. Thanks again, Jordan. I do appreciate it. It's a pleasure uh, having you on, man. It's always yeah, a pleasure. Thank you. Glad uh, to be here. Yeah, definitely. I think a fan favorite person to be on the podcast. So had a lot of people come. <laughs> a lot of people tell me how much they, they love the episode, the last episode you were in. Um, so I was on crack that time. This time it's meth. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go back to crack. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah, disappointment. Uh, Now, I'm sure we'll have you on again to talk about more stuff because it's always fun talking to you. Anyway, thanks thanks again for joining us, guys, for another coffee break. We hope you'll join us again. We'll see you next time. Have a great night. Or great day. Or evening. Or evening.